Hi, I'm Todd Nathanson. And I'm Danny Roth. And this is Song vs. Song. This uh, this week we got a big 90s mash- matchup here. The battle of the gently earnest female breakup songs, I guess. We are doing Torn by Natalie Imbruglia versus Stay, parentheses, I Missed You by Lisa Loeb. So basically it's a, it's the battle of the pixie cut versus the cat's eye glasses. It's uh, my freshman year of high school versus my senior year of high school. Oh, these are all well before my time. I know. Uh, so what's your pick? Uh, pixie cut or cat's eye glasses? Um, I have a definitive answer for this and we'll get in as we go, I guess. But uh, it's 100% cat's eye glasses for me. Wait, are we, are we, are you, do you mean as like a symbol, symbol for the song you picked or just as a fashion statement? Wait, well, how did, how did you mean it? I don't know. I don't, I've tried to wear, um, cat's eye glasses and I don't look very good in them. I don't have the, the face shape for it. My face is very narrow. I have a pinhead. <laughs> this is great information for people to know on the, you know, you're listening and now you've got this great image in your head, uh, of me saying one of us, one of us. Yeah. No, it's Lisa Loeb for me. No question. Oh, really? I Yep. 100%. No doubt in my mind. See, I thought I was going to be kind of alone on this one. I don't know. I I feel like uh Natalie Imbruglia's Torn is the more popular one because I certainly hear it way more often. I think I used to hear Stay I Missed You all the time too, but I think that kind of dropped off in the last 10 years. I think that um we are both going to lose to the listenership. <laughs> but I'm curious to hear why. So that was your your knee jerk response. That was your your gut instinct was Lisa Loeb. Oh yeah, absolutely. So why was that? Well, honestly, Torn just kind of never did it for me. And uh, I was re-listening to it, and I was like, actually, yeah, this is a real good song, Torn. I you know I get why this is still such a big thing twenty five years later. But there is no song like Stay by Lisa Loeb. Not a one. I cannot think of a single song that reminds me of Stay, I Missed You. It's just so weird of a track. That's my, you know, I, I think it's just unique. What's What was your reason? Oh, mine, as will be a surprise to everyone, is uh, overwrought and labored. <laughs> <laughs> let me, let me, let me explain. Let's see how quickly you can get it out. Okay. So, um, you ever date a girl... And she's no. really nice, and you oh, wait, shut wait, up. go on, stop, stop wait. helping. You ever did? This is this is for the pe- This is for the normal people to listen to the podcast, not you. Okay. You ever date a girl, and she's this is? I went to Catholic high school, which is a weird thing for many reasons, but I went to all boys school, and so I had led a very basic life, as will be evidenced by this thing I'm about to say. Um, you ever date a girl? I feel like um, Marlon from uh, Finding Nemo trying to tell the joke. So there's a sea <laughs> mollusk. Okay, so <laughs> that's you ever not date helping. A girl and she's and, and she's very nice, and you like her, but she's not exciting, and so you run off to you you leave her to date somebody that's more exciting. But then when you're with the exciting girl, you realize that you don't actually feel a connection with her. And then you want to go back to the original girl because you realize actually she was great, but it's too great because she realized you're a jackass and now she doesn't want you. And the girl that you went to afterwards also doesn't want you because, in fact, you are a jackass and now you're alone. Lisa Loeb is the girlfriend. Natalie Imbruglia is the is the grass is greener. Mm-hmm. Why, why, and you wait, should, why you he... should have just stayed with Lisa Loeb. 
is what I'm saying. Why is Natalie Imbruglia the other girl in this? So my, again, so my freshman year versus my senior year. I think that a big part of it is that my perception of Natalie Imbruglia was that, you know, I went to this private school uh, around a lot of straight men. And uh, what I remember about Natalie Imbruglia is that they were all very horny for her. <laughs> like she was like like men d- desired her deeply. I, if Natalie Imbruglia, if you're listening to this, I apologize. I'm not trying to I mean, objectify you. I am. I am thinking back to my personal experience in 1998. Well, like, well, she's obviously a beautiful woman. Like that's that would stand a reason. Lisa Loeb has got the vibe. She's got the girlfriend you don't stay with because you're an idiot vibe. Do you know what I'm talking about? Because she just she seems sweet, but you she seems like the kind of girl if you're very stupid you would leave. I don't know. I th- I thought that both of them were like extremely hot. I don't. No, I like, think that there's like there's this, something... like a ten versus a ten here. I don't. Oh, all right. I have maybe yeah. I'm wrong. I this is this is definitely how I remember it. Uh, I'm older than you. So seniority yeah. makes me correct, but I definitely remember the 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 perception being that at the time, and I look back on it and I think, I think that's kind of true. I'm sure people were attracted to Lisa Loeb, but in the way that like you would date a girl and then be like, oh wait, but like Natalie Imbruglia is, ext-. you know what it is? It's also in the music video. Because like Lisa Loeb is like very earnest. She's bo- she, you know she's like dancing around Ethan Hawke's apartment, um, being very adorable. And Natalie Imbruglia like stares directly <laughs> into the camera. Yeah, right in there. And she does it in a way that is, I and again in 1998 terms felt like suggestive. I don't know. Like it wasn't. You know. I mean. She wasn't twerking, but like there were, you know what I mean. Like you looked at her and you're like, this 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 girl is is like giving me what I, what we used to call the come hither look. Uh, you know, it's it's funny because Natalie and Brulia, like Lisa Loeb, is a songwriter. She is That's like true. Well, Natalie and Bruglia is also a songwriter, just because she didn't write "Torn." Yeah, but Natalie and Brulia was a you know basically a pop star. She was a she was an actress. She was a soap star in Australia, and she wanted to be, you know, a singer. So she went into music. And normally, like a TV star, a daytime TV star who wants to make music, this is, you know, this is not what you get. She would be twerking in the video if it were like the same career arc these days. Yeah, because it was. Keep keep in mind, though. I mean, like that's nice to say, and that's true. But also keep in mind that Lisa Loeb was a musician that wanted to be an actor. Did she? I didn't know that. Absolutely. I mean, that's the reason why you see her play herself so often. That's right. She she's been on shows. I remember that. Vaguely. She's been on shows. Uh, oftentimes, she plays herself, but she also was in uh, a bunch of horror movies. I did not. She know was that. in the Haunted Hill, the 1999 remake, uh, Serial Killing for Dummies, and Fright Night from 2011, which is a movie that I love. I actually think that's one of the best horror remakes of all time. I and she, wow. she was in a Rugrats thing. She uh, she was uh, one of the characters from the game Gr- Grandia or Grandia Extreme, which is a game that I played growing up. Wow, I did not know any of this. This wow, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, wow, serial killing for dummies from 2004. I've never heard of any of the. Well, I I saw Fright Night and I saw 
I'm pretty sure I saw a house on Haunted Hill, and I don't I don't remember her being in them. I just think it's interesting because I do I think you're right that the perception is Natalie Imbruglia is an actor, not really so much a singer. But Lisa Loeb also had a had 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 a desire to be a performer, and we know this because not only was there all of this stuff, but also she had a number of you know non scripted television shows. That's right. She had the reality shows. That's right. You know, because yeah. she because she, she 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 dated Dweezil Zappa, and they had a cooking and they had a, like a like a Food Network show, and then after she had had two relationships that lasted for exactly six years, she had a what am I doing wrong moment and had a reality show to try and figure it out. That's right. That's what it was. You know, that is weird. That is such a weird uh, career she's had. She's had a fascinating career. Like when I say that. You um, say. Yes. <laughs> when I say it, it that Mike, there's this 1994 gut reaction because of how I perceived her at the time. Uh, and I think, wow, you know, she's the girl I probably should have stayed with because she actually is very cool and I was a fool. Um, that has bore out to be extremely true because from 1994 to present, she basically does nothing but cool shit all the time. Like my big selling point on Stay is not only is it a more interesting song than Torn, but also Lisa Loeb is a more interesting person. I'm sorry, Natalie Imbruglia. She does give off real girlfriend vibes, Lisa Loeb. I mean, I feel as though she gives off such it's not in fact she doesn't give off girlfriend vibes. She gives off like wife vibes. Like that's the she's quote the girl you marry. Um, uh, I w- I wouldn't know you. You're the married one, not me. So, well, I mean, I'll let me say this. I feel as though in 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 a way, I have married a somewhat Lisa Lobish type. She does wear glasses. They are. If I was gonna, if there are two piles you could put a spouse in. I would say yeah. that Raven is more Lobian than she is Imbruglian. <laughs> well, you know, like I said, Imbruglia kind of has a pop star arc slash career to her, but like her song itself is like not very pop at all. It's certainly not like a Britney Spears kind of thing, like you would no. expect, like just a year later. Well, I mean, they kind of popped it out as much as they could. I mean, I guess you yeah. could have done it more, but if you compare it with the 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 the, the original version of the three, well, the the original one that is in a different language sounds a lot like hers, but the yeah. but the one that was that was performed by at least some of the people that had, at, were credited with having written it is yeah. a lot more um, grungy. Yeah, it's a little for non blondes. I've got to say. Oh, it's it's um, but it's I it's closer to like. I don't know. Maybe like Liz, Liz Fair, maybe? Yeah, Liz, Liz Fair is probably kind of apt. That, that's, that's probably closer to her, like PJ Harvey or even Courtney Love kind of. Yeah, I guess I could. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little bit, it's a little lighter than that, but the lyrics are pretty dark. You don't quite clock it entirely necessarily until you hear the, that version of it. But yeah, it's kind of weird um, because we're comparing Natalie Imbruglia's Torn with Lisa Loeb's uh a song stay it kind of has an impact 
And I do think that if you look, Natalie Imbruglia is just 1998 Lisa Loeb. Yeah, that's why I picked that. You know, it's a good matchup. Go me. Um, you know, also not least of which is because their music videos also have basically the same concept, but executed in the exact opposite way. Oh yeah, like they're in a loft of some kind. Yep. And the Lisa Loeb version, which was directed by Ethan Hawke, is one fluid shot. Mm-hmm. And the whole point of the Natalie and Bruglia torn video is that it throws you off because there's constant cuts. And some of them are of people acting, and some of them are outtakes. You know, I've always been aware of the torn video, but I actually only really, really watched it today. And I'm like, this is a great video. I would argue that both videos are great. I love both of those videos. Well, the torn video is like something I'd only watched today. And I was like, wow, this is really, really good. It's, It's very meta in that special 90s kind of way. Like you see the, uh, you see the set moving, you see the, you know, the outtakes, you see them, you know, getting their hair done or, you know, being adjusted by, you know, their marks adjusted by the director. It's well, meta yeah, the, textual. It's meta. It's a meta video. The illusion never changes into something real. Boo. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm going to keep doing to... it. These are I very, keep... very quotable songs. Well, these... Here's the thing. I'm not saying that one song I think is so, so head and shoulders better than the other. It really, a lot of it has to do with the artist. That really, I think, is sort of the deciding factor. I think you could argue that Stay is a little more interesting in that it's like capoed up to like the fifth or sixth fret. And like, it's not just a bunch of four chords. It's it's a little odd. Like I sat down and, and learned how to play it today. And I was like, oh, you know, this is not easy. It's not impossibly hard, but it's it's not typical. Yeah. Well, is it, there's also no real chorus to it. Like, if you put it in front of me on a karaoke screen, I could sing you every note, except that it's not in my range. But, like, if you put it in my range, I could sing every note. But I couldn't tell you how it goes right off the top of my head because there are so many words to that song. Yes, well, I believe that Lisa Loeb even says something to the effect of the fact that that you say I talk so all the time. Yeah. So? So. um, Yeah, I don't, man. It's really kind of like I have ended up having a really passionately strong opinion about this song um, as preferring it. But what I want to say about Torn, although I suppose it's more adjacent, is that I went, wound up looking at um, the perception of the record that it's on because another big difference here is that um, there is no record with Stay on it. It's on Reality Bites. Reality Bites, the soundtrack, which... But uh, it's, not, it's not on an album, or it didn't... They, I don't think she ever put it on one until much later. I think it's on her first album on Spotify, but I don't know if that was, like, the original pressing of it. No, well, it, it certainly wasn't. It was, it was a single... And it was on Reality Bites. And Torn is the exact opposite in that it came out with a full album. And they refused to put it out on a single. So it never actually technically, because of the way things worked at Billboard at the time, it never really charted. Yeah, in 1994 to 1998, those charts are just absolute garbage. They're not, they don't really measure anything. No, they're completely unhelpful. But, um, But yeah, I mean, it was a huge hit. It was on the radio all the time. But 
Yeah, it came on a full album, and uh, and also part of the yeah, like when when Stay was getting played on the radio, she hadn't gotten picked up yet. It yeah, was, was literally that she they put it on Reality Bites, and some some place in Texas, some radio station in Texas started to play it, and then everyone else was like, "Oh, this is good," and it like all of a sudden, like it was for a long time the it was the first, it still is the first, I believe, um, unsigned num- number one hit by an unsigned artist. The only other person that's that's done the same is Macklemore. I don't know if that counts. I really, I don't think that counts. All right, like, it, like he was on his own label. Like it's not one of the biggies, but like he had, he eventually got a distribution deal with uh, you know someone or other at uh, Warner Brothers or wherever. It's like I don't think that counts. Like he was putting out, he had his own label. Lisa Loeb was working with no one. She got like a soundtrack hit. That I mean, it's a different time, and also yeah. I mean, Lisa Lisa Loeb must have known somebody. She was friends with Ethan Hawke. What a what an interesting thing to just arbitrarily be friends with Ethan Hawke. Well, apparent, um, apparently they were neighbors. You know, well, I also have a theory here, which is taking us a little far afield. But my theory is that Lisa Loeb is just imminently likable. I, I, think I want people to believe just so. like her. She just seems like a person that's really easy to get along with. So I think she probably makes friends wherever she goes. But um, the thing I wanted to say about Natalie Imbruglia is that I'd read some nasty reviews, you know, in hindsight, saying that that record that Torn is on left of the middle is this terrible, terrible album. I owned that record and I thought it was pretty good. I don't know. I, I looked up some of the reviews. One in hind was like a 10 year retrospective. It was a joke like. Man, what used record store in the late '90s did not have a copy of Left of the Middle? Because we weird to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure that's right. But yeah, I mean, the, the reason for that was again they didn't put Torn on a single, so it ended up selling. It sold like like seven or eight million records or whatever it was because of that. You know, that was certainly a part of why it was such a big seller. But um, imagine how weird it must be to imagine like people actually buying a whole album. For one song. To get the one song, but they really did. But Left of the Middle is, it basically has two flaws. The first flaw is, it's not the songwriting. It truly isn't. But the production, I find to be very bland. It is. And the other problem is, Natalie Imbruglia is beautiful, captivating, and, you know, I'm sure is a fine performer. I believe that she is one. But I don't think much of her as a singer. Uh, I I also took a listen to Left of the Middle right before here, and uh, boy, that is an incorrect title. This is nowhere a field of the middle. It is right down the middle. This album. My, well, the thing is, it's it's odd. I find that um, it's a little all over the map because like there's some kind of some more electronica type of stuff on there. But there's a couple tracks where I thought. You know, if you took out Natalie Imbruglia and put in Cheryl Crow or put in Alanis Morissette, these would have been hits. There is a there is a lot of Alanis in that record. And, you know, Alanis was, you know, a pop star who went legit. So I can see how I think that's what Natalie was going for. And uh, she's just not doesn't have that grit of an Alanis she doesn't like it's just her voice is a little thin yeah torn is right in her wheelhouse that 
and uh, I certainly liked that uh, that song a lot more listening to the to the rest of the albums like no this one is just where everything just clicks perfectly I like and, a number of other tracks on it I can't lie I, like I yeah. said I bought it at the time I listened to it a lot like I don't know why I did that but I did and and listening back to it now I found myself thinking if only there had been a better producer on this and you know if the people who had been writing these songs had given these songs to Cheryl Crow or Alanis Morissette, I know that they tend to, to write their own material, but um, I think that those songs would have been much bigger hits because it's just, it really boils down to the voice, literally just the voice. Like Natalie Imbruglia is fine, but she's not some kind of amazing singer and still isn't. Whereas Lisa Loeb, by complete contrary, and the thing is like Lisa Loeb is distinct. Like I hear her, her voice and I know who it is. I wouldn't say she's a phenomenal singer, but you know what's amazing? I found, um, because we're in the COVID times and, and there's a lot of people performing songs at home, Kelly Clarkson, who is, uh, you know, obviously both a, a, a singer, a performer, and, and a talk show host now, um, and also another another person that is generally regarded as being very likable, um, was doing a bunch of songs from home, covering songs. And she did a, a cover of Stay, and it was terrible. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson who has an incredible voice is just like she's got this big powerful voice and it's completely wrong for Stay yeah well I think she, Kelly Clarkson would also be pretty bad on Torn well everybody what's funny about that is I found her on YouTube and one of the first comments was God I'd love to hear her do Torn <laughs> and all I could think was nope no I mean Kelly Clarkson has got her voice is great but you know there are certain things voices that I think are suited for certain types of songs and Lisa Loeb has got such a perfect voice for that sort of 90s singer songwriter and actually you know I mean I I will say even now because she so for the for a matter of record Natalie Imbruglia was supposed to have a record come out this year but it didn't happen because of COVID Lisa Loeb had finished her record in time so it did come out this year and it's called a simple trick to happiness. And it's fucking good. It's good. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it like I, you know, it's not going to, it's not going to chart. I didn't listen to anything and be like, that's the thing that's going to go on the radio. But if you like Lisa Loeb, you're going to like that album. And Michelle branches on the first track. I was like, this is wild. Yeah. What a, what a, th- what a, what a throwback. You know, we, uh, we, we talked about mini band rock in a, point previous i feel like both of these songs were like precursors to it to that kind of super polished pop rock that came out in the early 2000s torn especially 1994 and 1998 are such different eras 94 is far less polished it's got that i i i I pulled out my trusty four track and recorded this in my bedroom vibe 94 still does. I mean, like, even then we were kind of heading out of that. I mean, we were in a we were in a post-Cobain world already, but you know, things had changed, but not as much as they had by 1998. You know, if you look at something like 1994, like that's Dookie, Downward Spiral, Super Unknown, like the the blue album of Weezer's, like it's all ill, Ill communication, like Vitology. There's all of these albums that came out that have all got kind of a vibe. 
And by 98, I feel like things had kind of started to move. Because, like, that's when, like, I think, like, Hello Nasty came out. Uh, Miseducation to Lauren Hill came out. Ray of Light came out. Those are all um, correct. Celeb- oh, man. Hole released two albums, one in 94 and one in 98. And yes, they, are they sure did. Different. Yeah. Um, which lived through this in Celebrity Skin, isn't it? Yeah. Which is as, and I feel like actually, if you were going to try and explain the difference between '94 <laughs> and '98, especially for women artists at the time, I think you couldn't get any more perfect than that. Yeah, but you know, it's it's funny we, we talk about how polished uh, Torn is. It it sounds like like lost Dylan bootlegs compared to like uh, basically everything that came afterwards, especially here in 2020. When uh, most of our serious like songwriters are also like kind of pop stars, yeah. I mean, she is. It's it's so interesting. I so I was trying to see if I could find some weird information to help clarify these songs in ways that I hadn't thought of them before, and perhaps other people hadn't noticed. But um, so uh, Mel Mel C, that's Sporty Spice, right? Mel C is Sporty Spice, yeah. Okay, just want to make sure I'm right on that. So Mel C had done something for BBC Sounds, which is, I guess, kind of like a digital radio thing for BBC, where they were talking about the 90s, and she basically was like a DJ and putting on a bunch of songs, and she had some people come in, and she had Jerry Hallowell come in and talk to her. But also she had Natalie Imbruglia come through. This is pretty recently. Mm-hmm. She asked Natalie Imbruglia if she had a very specific 90s memory that really stuck out to her, a, a, a thing from the 90s that she just really loved. And her memory was this. There was a, a tour of some kind with a bunch of artists, mm-hmm. and they were in Belgium. And she was on one stage, and on another stage was Run DMC. <laughs> and when they were both done, they all together ran to go watch Prodigy perform. That's very 90s. Wait, wait, wait. Is this Natalie Imbruglia saying this or Mel C? Yes, this was Natalie yeah. Imbruglia saying, like, I went and then she said that, you know, one of her absolute favorite songs from all the 90s was um, uh, Firestarter. I was I was going to say, it's probably, <laughs> just, it's probably not Smack My Bitch Up, but, you know, you never know. I mean, you know, people yeah. have got interesting tastes. But, uh, but yeah, no, Firestarter was was her one of her top, like, five, like, favorite songs, period, from that decade. And I thought, how interesting. Not what you would expect, necessarily. Yeah. I mean, we talk about how polished Torn is, but Torn is kind of a, a weird track, too, like, at least in the songwriting, because there's a lot of, like, really, I don't know, like, artsy lyrics that you wouldn't get nowadays. Like, you don't seem to know, seem to care what your heart is for. Like, that's extremely 90s. That's not something you get in like a pop song today. No, I mean we were much more. I mean it's it's because they were Gen X. That's it. Yeah, that's a very that's Gen X kind Gen of thing. X. Yeah, yeah, because both of them were. I mean, Natalie Imbruglia is a little bit younger than um, than Lisa Loeb, but not by so much. I think Lisa Loeb was born in the '60s, late '60s, and and Imbruglia was born like late '70s or or mid '70s or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like they are similar in a way. But I would say that Torn is, is more polished by comparison. And also it's got, I think people have talked about this a lot in the in the comments, was that it's got a little bit of like the four choroditis, you know. <laughs> that is true. That is true. It's, I sat down to play and it was like, wow, this is real easy. This is real easy. There, there, and it's st- not and in- Stay is not hard, but it is not a four chord song. No, there's a lot, whole lot of interesting things going on 
in that track. And like I said, I've never heard a song structured like that. I've never heard a song like just kind of flood out. It, it feels like an actual conversation that she was having. Like one of those really like serious heart to heart where like literally everything that comes to mind comes out and it lasts for two hours. I think that's probably right. Yeah, that's that makes it sound a lot more exhausting than it is. I don't know. I just think it's I think it's lovely. I don't. Gosh, I've I've, I've gotten really old. I just think it's lovely. <laughs> uh, but Lisa Loeb um, is you know loves Led Zeppelin, loves the Beatles. You know, someone asked her, you know, who would you if you could perform with anybody, if you could sit down and write music and and put something together with anybody. Um, the two people that came to mind, keep in mind, this was prior to certain deaths, um, was Elton John and number one was David Bowie, which is also interesting, isn't it? Isn't that like, would you listen to Lisa Loeb and be like, that's a big David Bowie fan? Would you immediately clock that? No, not at all. Matter of fact, did you, did you hear who she said she wrote, uh, stay I missed you for? Oh, I forgot. I've done so much research that I actually forgot who it was. Now, remind me. It was Daryl Hall. That's right, Daryl Hall of Hall and Oates. And she told him at some point that she had that you know that she had written it for him, and that he was this he had had this influence on her biggest hit. I can't imagine Daryl Hall singing this like at all. No, no, it was really meant to be her and only her. Like I said, I don't know that any, I mean, I'm sure that people try to do covers of it all the time. Although I will say this, um, when it comes to covers, there's uh there's a comedy one from Hot Tub Time Machine 2 with Craig Robinson. He sings like a yeah, version saw, of it. And Lisa that, yeah. Loeb is, is there as the cat, cat wrangler, which I love. <laughs> but the other thing, the other cover is um, Newfound Glory. Oh, I hadn't heard that one. And you know what's great about the Newfound Glory cover is um, that Lisa Loeb came back and recorded like a du- like a duo track. Like she was also part of that version of the song. Like Newfound Glory sings yeah. part of it and then she comes and sings part of it, which is amazing to me. And it makes me, which brings me to my next point. Um, you know, I feel like you can't, you couldn't have a career as a Lisa Loeb impersonator because anytime anybody needs a Lisa Loeb impersonator, Lisa Loeb <laughs> appears and does it. Because Lisa Loeb, this is the other thing about her, is that I don't think she takes herself too seriously. I don't think she's got a big ego at all. For somebody that has done as much as she's done and been as successful as I think she has been as a, as a human being, not just as a, as a musician – um, I think she's very centered and so she's not she never has a problem like making jokes about herself and about that song in particular I mean I haven't like watched a whole lot of interviews or stuff with her but you know just the way she looks at the camera with her you know she seems nice she just seems nice in that video she seems nice because she's got the cute cat eye glasses she got yes more... which which how brilliant is it and I'm sure that most people know this that for the last 10 years, she's the, her, like the other way that she makes money is she sells eyeglasses that look like hers. There's like a Lisa Loeb brand eyeglass. That's, I can't tell you how. Lisa Loeb is a genius, a brilliant human being. No, like, she, I can't get over how fucking cool she is. Maybe one of the coolest people to ever live. She got more mileage out of those glasses than Clark Kent. 
I mean, how do we know she's not from Krypton? <laughs> how do you know? I mean, all signs point to yes, she is. Maybe maybe when she takes the glasses off, she's Natalie Imbruglia. <laughs> Although I, I think Natalie Ambrulia could sell those like zippered shirt uh, sweatshirts that she was wearing in that in that video. Well, she, I, I what a what a pinnacle of late nineties like attractiveness because like I looked back and watched the video and I thought yeah she's like in a hoodie and yeah. like loose pants. Yeah, they're almost like cargo pants. It's a and very I, iconic look. I just remember that like I mean like she's just kind of like the way that the guy from New Radicals is dressed without the hat. <laughs> That's true. That is absolutely true. But, but, like, but like, like, I mean, men fucking tripped all over themselves about her. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like that person like dressed down like that is like this amazing sex symbol because I never thought of it that way. But like she is she's the one singing about being naked. I, I yeah. remember that being a thing at the time. It was like, oh, scandal. She said the word naked. She talked about being naked, like lying naked on the floor and no less. Yeah. And I, and I guess like. That's that was our '90s rock version of being shocking. It's very strange in hindsight our, our that it pre, was the way our that pre it was. Britney. It's weird. Um, yeah. What was I going to say? Gosh, Lisa Loeb did one thing and one thing only that almost made me throw in throw everything in the bin and side with Natalie Imbruglia. Would you like to know what it is? Is it be associated with Reality Bites, a terrible, terrible movie? No. That is not the thing. I mean, I am she's aware. The, she's of, the best of, thing. She's the best thing about that. Uh, for I sure. I don't remember what. I don't remember where she. Her song showed up in that movie though. Uh, I've seen that over, movie. It, it is many in times. fact over the credits, Todd. Oh really? Yes. Oh that's wow! Why. It really is the best part because the movie's over. Yeah, and they play the whole thing. Um, yeah. So all right. So Lisa Loeb. Uh, rea- speaking of reality bites, it's not the only time that she has lent a song to a film. mm Hmm. She also lent a song to the Michael Keaton turns into a snowman classic. Oh yes, Jack Frost. And at yeah. that, when I realized that, I was like, "You failed. You're unforgivable. You're a monster. I hate you for all time." And then I thought, "That's dumb. Um, I don't have a funny beat for that." But I did. I did gasp in horror as though I had was watching the horror movie Jack Frost. Yeah, well, that's... Um, which, that's, imagine that. That's what I... You know what? There's an alternate reality where Lisa Loeb lent a song to the horror movie Jack Frost, and that's the alternate I reality know. I want to live in. There's no COVID there. It would be no, a perfect world. Jack Frost, neither of them is worse than Reality Bites. And for what wow. it's worth, that, that same song from Jack Frost also shows up on the Twister soundtrack. That's probably right. Um, uh, but yeah, so there's that. But then I... The thing that really throws, throws her into the ultimate positive column do you remember that mad tv did a did a bit where they were making fun of the wb pretty white kids with problems yes i that's correct that's correct and the theme song was sung by lisa loeb (laughs) and not only that but she appeared in the sketch and would occasionally knock the pretty white teenagers about with her guitar it was (laughs) a delight (laughs) truly one of the best things I have ever seen. I just don't like, like how can, you know, it's not like this really is no, like I'm not saying Natalie Imbruglia is a slouch. I just don't know how anybody can compete with Lisa Loeb. Yeah. For for me, Torn is about a seven or an eight and Stay is about an eight or a nine. 
Apparently. Yes, but it be, but in my mind it becomes a ten because it's Lisa Loeb. Yeah. Lisa Loeb made it to ten because she, as a human being, is a ten plus. Yeah. So uh, here's my question: Are either of these people one hit wonders to you? Well, certainly Natalie Imbruglia isn't because again I own the record, so I yeah. you know I I liked a lot of songs on there. Lisa Loeb, um, I think, like I know other songs of hers, but. There's really just the one that I really think of. I saw people, some of them in the comments were like, uh, you know, I was like, Stay isn't even my favorite Lisa Loeb song. You know, my favorite is How from the Jack Frost soundtrack. Or, you right. Know, I really that like. That song's okay. It's all right. Yeah, it's okay. I was like, it's, I, it's, I do is okay. And I, I honestly, I think Wrong Impression by Natalie Imbruglia, which was kind of a sort of not really a hit. I think that's a really good, maybe up there with uh, with Torn. Like it's it's worthless worth uh, seeking out. It wasn't on left in the middle. It was something later. But are you sure? Wrong impression. I thought that that was on there. Um. I'm, oh no, I'm thinking of something else. Wishing wishing I was there. Maybe. Um. Yeah. No. There's a couple. Uh. Don't you think has is kind of decent? And I would say I can't remember if it was impressed or intuition. That's not bad. Like. Might have been intuition. Like those are songs that again have that Alana slash Cheryl Crow vibe to them. Yeah, it's funny because she doesn't really have a voice like either of those. If she leaned more into Jewel, I think she could have pulled that off a little better. And honestly, she. I think... I, but the thing is, like, I think there's a song on there that was a little Julie for me, and mm-hmm. I don't know. You also have to understand that I. Dude, I, I, again, I know you're a listener, Jewel. I, I'm not a big fan of Jewel. <laughs> not a Jewel fan. I don't like, I found her very annoying in the way I think other people found Sarah McLaughlin annoying. I wouldn't have mind if Natalie Imbruglia had a, a couple more hits. I like the, when she was like, the better songs she's had, I like, she's got that happy Sunday vibe to her that, I, or, or like the Sundays for that matter. Did, yeah, uh, I don't, I just you know what it was. It's that I um getting kind of caught up. I had listened to that Lisa Loeb record and uh, not able to listen to the latest thing that Natalie and Brugley put out. I listened to the most recent thing, which is uh, cup, an album cup. called Mail. The covers album, yeah, yeah. And um again, you can't if you have a so- if you have a singing voice, it's not as good as a lot of other people's singing voices. It's really gonna stand out on a cover record. <laughs> You know, so like she's doing like I'll Fall You Into the Dark and Friday I'm in Love, which is, you know, is one of my all time favorites. And mm-hmm. I Melt With You is on there. Yeah, I did. I did the, the YouTube video on I Melt With You. I found that one. I thought that one was all right. It's OK, man. I just yeah. again, like I think her voice has gotten better with time, but it just comparatively is kind of just a little thin. That's it. Yeah. You know, like it's not a bad voice. It's just not instantly blaringly i know exactly who that is in a way that a lot of the other women from the 90s were and i would include lisa loeb in that list yeah um i did find something i did like from natalie imbruglia which like a comment she made maybe she would not like star in her own reality show cute but i she said something like i made a decision early on to make friends with torn once it blew up like I'm not going to be one of those artists who resents their big hit. I am going to love this song for the rest of my life just to make my life easier. And I was like, I mean, yeah. that's a, that is a thing that I believe her and Lisa Loeb both did. Yeah, they're 
Yeah, Lisa Loeb does not seem to be tired of talking about Stay, I Miss You. No, she. I mean, she played it pretty recently because she's doing like that kind of like, like kind of touring from home sort of thing. Yeah, I saw a like she visited Billboard's office and then they put up a video of her like recreating the video in their offices. It is pretty cool, uh, and um, she also it did um, really recently uh, she, on her new album. There's a, a a song called "Sing Out" that was sort of the the single, I suppose, prior mm-hmm. to the album being released. And they dropped it on Queerty, which is uh, an LGBTQ news site. And they dropped it to go along with National Coming Out Day. I don't know, man. Again, like, anytime you're going to say a cool thing about Natalie Imbruglia, I'm going to have about 10 I can say about Lisa Loeb. Like, (laughs) she's just next level. Like, there's just nobody quite like her. She just is really, really fucking cool. All right. Well, I think we've talked to death. You want to do the three questions real quick? Yeah, let's do the three questions. Okay. One of these songs and only one uh, is going to exist, is going to loom large in in the memory of man, woman, and non-binary kind. Yeah. And and the other one will be lost forever, erased as though it never existed. What is the one that has to say? It's stay, isn't it? (laughs) I don't know because... People really love Torn. Torn has is like basically just as big now as it was in 1998. Like he's people still belt it at karaoke. People still think of it when you know they have breakups a lot more than uh, "Stay I Missed You." I don't know. I don't know where I'd go with this. For the love of Loeb, I gotta stay. I gotta stay. Yeah, I just can't. I mean, I can't. You know, again, like. I, I apologize. I'm sure Natalie and Brooklyn can go back to Australia and be on Neighbors again. <laughs> but Lisa Loeb, I think, she needs stay. It's important. It's at the yeah. heart of her career. And uh, and I just, yeah. I need the, I, you know, how would people live and see if they need glasses without Lisa Loeb glasses? <laughs> Question number two. Mm-hmm. You could be around for the, for the soup to nuts, the creation, including the music video if you want of one and only one of these songs, which is the one that you want to see the creative process for? Well, that's that's a funny thing because Torn had like a weird winding uh, road to get to Natalie Imbruglia. I guess that, but like, I'm not sure I would, would want to witness really any of it, but like unknown Lisa Loeb writing all these words, like I, I would want to see where all this comes from. I think for me, what why I definitely would take stay is that for me, I would include as part of that, you know, she used to um, go around to like uh, coffee shops and stuff and play this song before it got big. And she played around all over the place. I found a, uh, somewhere where it said that she played at CBGB, which when I think of CBGB in New York, I don't think of Lisa Loeb. <laughs> so. No. I would fucking love to get in a time machine and watch Lisa Loeb perform at CBGB. That sounds amazing. Doesn't that, or like either way, I would love to go and see her play that song before it was a hit. Wouldn't that be cool? Like just to be able to go and like witness people in a coffee shop being like, wow, I've never heard this song, but it rules, which you know is how they reacted to it. Cause it was, you know, supposedly was very popular long before it was popular which i absolutely believe 
Yeah, that that makes sense to me. I'd I'd go with that. All right, this is I think going to be one of the hardest times that we do oh. question number three. Holy this God, is yeah. really, really difficult. So question number three, arguably the most important question we ask, maybe the most important question asked in the history of uh, humankind. William Shatner, thespian, scholar, uh, wearer of toupees and girdles, and also and singer, I guess. About to release a new blues album. Shocking. Well, I guess we'll have to cover it. Uh, William Shatner, Bill, I know you're a fan. We'd love to have you on the show. Uh, but uh, I even did that with a bit of a William Shatner's delay. <laughs> Bill, Bill, love you having you on the show. Uh, <laughs> all right, so William Shatner can do a Shatner version of one and only one of these two songs. Which is the song that must be shat upon? You said this was going to be hard, and Jesus Christ, this is very, very hard. Because it's Im- it's impossible. I, I don't I don't know if we've uh, if I we gave Torn the uh, the respect it deserves for you know, some of these lyrics. So I guess the fortune teller's right. Should have seen just what was there, not some holy light. But you crawled beneath my veins, and now. These are some good, solid, actorly lines that you would sell. Versus Stay is almost like an actor's monologue just on its own. You say. Yeah. I'll be here. <laughs> it's even got the pauses. I want you. It's even got the pauses just in the right places. Yeah. You say. I talk so all the time. So? So. <laughs> oh, gosh. Like, again, I don't know. I'm torn. <laughs> <laughs> nothing's right. Nothing's fine. The perfect sky is torn. Oh. I don't know. My inspiration has run dry. I don't. You know what? I'm going to say that for this time say, and this time alone, the yeah. answer is they both must be done. Yeah. In fact, these are two that I'm kind of surprised he hasn't done already. Yeah, I I desperately... We had one time somebody do a, a Shatner impression. I hope that somebody will do a Shatner impression of both of these. Just because it's so... It's just so deserving. It's so... Des- it just... It, it feels yeah. so right. It would be absolutely terrible in the way that all Shatner stuff is, but it would be amazing. I would love it. I, I, to me, it would be a real return to form for Shatner. That, like, <laughs> this would be some, like, real transform man level type of shit, you know? All right, so uh, let's, let's hear what the, what the listeners felt, what their, what their takes were on these. All right. Because obviously we've spent so much time on Lisa Loeb, we got to get some Natalie and Brooklyn love, and I suspect we will. All right. Aussie Dragoon writes, I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Aussie did pick Torn, not because he's a fellow Aussie with Natalie, but he said, or they said, I don't know what gender that is. They said, they said, I'm going to say torn. I think it's better than stay. But I think mostly it's because I'd love to hear Shatner talk about how he's cold and ashamed lying naked on the floor. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Maybe that is, maybe, maybe that pushes it over the edge. No. <laughs> I don't no, know. No, that's, no, I mean, no, that's... bad. <laughs> Omega Geek just writes, I had such a huge crush on Lisa Lowe back in the day. Yeah, anyone who was of the right age in 94, that sounds right to me. Rich Key writes, Natalie Imbruglia will forever just be the lady from Johnny English to me. And if oh, she... she is in Johnny English, that's true. Yeah, and if she can semi-convincingly play a beautiful 20-something secret agent in love with Rowan Atkinson at his goofiest, she deserves our validation. 
That is that is a really fair point. I'm surprised we didn't end up talking about Johnny English. I have no I've never seen Johnny English. I had no idea she was in it. It's a dumb it's like a James Bond kind of thing. I, I know like, I know what like it if is. James but Bond like, was Rowan Atkinson. Yeah. At the end. James Bean. Yeah. All right. Nina writes Stay does nothing for me, but I do appreciate the music video producer for creating what is probably one of the first viral cat videos. That is Ethan Hawke's cat. You're welcome. Yes, it was Ethan Hawke and his cat. Katie Gunn writes, the real winner is Linger by the Cranberries. Oh, you know, let me explain something to you real quick. Katie, was it? Uh, Yeah, Katie. Katie, only I get to bring in third party candidates. <laughs> this is not this is not how the listenership gets to play. No, that's all. Yeah. I don't know why I did that. Like, that was a fake angry. Um, no, that's a pretty good one. I love the cranberries and I love linger, but shouldn't it be cranberries dreams? That was the one that was fucking everywhere. I remember linger being everywhere, too. Both dreams it, and linger. As dreams was like inescapable. It was in every goddamn movie. Yeah, I think dreams was probably the big one and then linger and then zombie. But OK, Dan Hogg writes. I got no dog in the fight this week, so I'll throw in Jules. You were meant for me as a what the hell third party vote. No, you can get right the fuck out. No, you were meant for me deserves to be in the conversation. I absolutely. I mean, I'm not a huge Jewel fan either, but you were meant for me is a you know is a pretty great song. You can pair it up with Linger. Yeah. All right, Gal. I, I'm mispronouncing this. Gal Hazor writes. This is kind of like the Cardi B versus Lizzo episode. A former TV personality splashing on the music scene versus a fairly anonymous artist getting a smash hit out of a random placement in a movie. I would not have made the connection between Natalie Imbruglia and Lizzo. Or Cardi B, I can't remember. It's like, I don't see Lizzo and Cardi B and think, wow, this is just well, Cardi like B Natalie. Was on, Cardi B was on television. Lizzo yeah. was the one that came out of nowhere. Yeah. Lizzo is the Lisa Loeb. I mean, like, Lizzo, Lisa. <laughs> Lizzo Loeb. Lizzo, oh my gosh. Oh my God. Lisa Loeb and Lizzo, as two of our most devout listeners, listeners, (laughs) Um, please get together and do a a duet. I please, oh my gosh, that would be amazing. Could you, I would die happy. Truly, I would be, I would be fine. Whatever happens next, I mean, it's going to be bad no matter what, guys, but man, just think how much better you'd feel if Lisa Loeb and Lizzo did a track together. Well, uh, you want to know who won? Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure I know, but go ahead. Let's hear it. Well, let's see. How much then? I think it was probably, my guess is it would probably be like a 55-45 split to to to, to Imbruglia. That's mm-hmm. my guess. Yeah. Well, um, the results are by a total of 508 to 189. That's a what? 73 to 27 split. The winner is torn by a fucking landslide. Y'all are incorrect. Yeah, we Opinion, are. Opinions we are, can't be wrong, but your opinion. We is are wrong. deep in the minority on this one. I was surprised too. I didn't think. Uh, I thought people were going to be a lot more torn, but they were not. No, they yep. they they guess they didn't stay. <laughs> uh, anyway, I don't. Uh, yeah, all right. I mean, it's it's not the torn's a bad song. There's a lot of songs that you could have put up against it that I would have very immediately sided with torn. It's just that Lisa Loeb is just. Yeah, like she's Lisa Loeb, except the substitutes. For me, it was just like "Torn" is a very good, normal song, and I, I've just never heard a song like "Stay." I missed you. That's that's what it was for me. I, I like I don't know any of this shit about Lisa Loeb. I've never seen. I don't know any of her other songs or uh, seen her in any of these movies. 
or at least I don't remember seeing her in these movies. So, and I or any of Natalie Imbruglia's movies for that matter. For me, the Lisa Loeb is "Stay I Missed You" and Natalie Imbruglia is "Torn." And that's what I based my decision on. I just I really respect that Lisa Loeb looks exactly like Lisa Loeb. Now, I mean, like exact. It's wild to me. Isn't that crazy? You ever like watch an interview with her now, or like watch her playing that song now? She looks the same. Yeah. Well, you want to know what we're doing uh, next week? Sure. I mean, we're gonna we're staying in the '90s, and uh, we're doing this basically because you told me I should have last week. So here it is. Finally, we're doing California Love versus Mo Money Mo Problems. Yes. <laughs> I am ready. I, I I'm not ready at all. I'm gonna have to do a lot of research because I don't actually have an answer for that one. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be really tough, man. This is really tough. I mean, it's one of the most obvious ones we will ever do. Like people were already arguing about this one before we ever started a podcast, pitting songs against each other. But yes, I mean, I think we'll. I'm I'm terrified. We'll woefully be outclassed. We're gonna have to lean on the on the listenership mm-hmm. big time. But I'm excited. I think that's gonna be a lot of fun to do. And. Um, it's well, good. We'll I'm glad. I'm glad that we're doing it. I I will probably go yeah. East Coast out of spite, but <laughs> you know. But we'll Am see. Am I going to have to represent for California? Shake I mean, it, shake you, it, you, Cali. You, you were born out there, so you know. Yeah. Uh, if you like the sh- the show, uh, consider tossing us a dollar on Patreon. 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 I I've gotten in the habit of mispronouncing Patreon. Mm-hmm. If you want, you can toss us a dollar. You, we'd appreciate it. Plus, you get our bonus episodes where we review a music movie every month. And uh, if you toss us a little extra more than that, you can uh, suggest things we can review and we'll put it in a poll and uh, people will vote on maybe they'll pick your thing. Who knows? Now, now would be the time to do that because yeah. uh, we, you know, we're going to start doing the votes for October soon. We're trying yeah. the the whole. I know that some people sped away from Patreon briefly, and I understand that part of that was because of the fact that we were kind of taking a month off from the votes. But if you did that, but you want to come back, now is the time to do it because we're going to start up the votes much sooner, so that people have about a month and a half worth of time to vote rather than less than a month, since there are so many people that are putting out options. So yeah. if you want to do that. I would say try and do it before the 15th because that is probably when we'll have the next thing up. Or if you'd like us, just uh, share us with your friends, review us uh, on uh, wherever you review podcasts. Give us a nice uh, five star. That's about uh, anything else. Did I get it all? Yeah, it's done. Uh, All right. Uh, Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.